You are now listening to Kindred Spirits Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, folks, to Kindred Spirits here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Ted here, John here, talking uh, Washington Spirit. We haven't done a Washington Spirit Podcast in a while. It's been a minute. We've not. <laughs> we've not. And I blame it on the fact that, uh, similar to DC United, there have been preseason games, but they have been super secret, double probation <laughs> secret. Right. In fact, we have found out only through pictures that they've posted on social that they're playing other teams based on like just a little snippet of a of a of a crest on on a pair of shorts. And, so we know they play the dash secretly. And and players picking up season ending injuries. R.I.P. Terry McKeown. <laughs> Terry McKeown, right? Did you get that right? No. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, Anna Helferty. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what happened? (laughs) Not not another one. No, 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 not Terry McKeown. She's moved to defense, I guess, which I I object to, which we'll get into in a minute. But we will get into that. Yes. But uh, R.I.P. Anna Helferty. I can't believe I messed that up. I'm so so sorry for Helferty Hive uh, is 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 in is in. They they can come after me. I I deeply apologize for that mix up. We're all sad over here. Yes, we're all sad. (laughs) So, but the exciting thing is we've got a game this weekend. Yes, we're really really excited about that. So. uh, let's get started. Was this was this going to sort of serve as a season preview uh, slash, you know, look at the at the way things are right now and also preview the game against O.L. Rain, as, as mentioned, four o'clock on Sunday. Uh, hashtag go to games. Andre Carlisle's uh, very needed uh, campaign to get people to go to games. Uh, so let's look at the roster construction as, as we're heading into 2023. Uh, there are a lot more. Outs than in, at least as far as we can talk about people with experience. Uh, so in, you have Ines Jorino coming from France. Uh, she's on a one-year contract, playing in the midfield. Uh, Nicole Douglas, drafty. Uh, Liza Vosselman, drafty. Savannah Kuhlman, drafty. Lena Solano, drafty. Paige Mattire, uh, or Medier. I've not gotten the pronunciation guide yet on that. It was a non-drafted uh, signee. Riley Tanner in the draft. And Chloe Ricketts. The uh, 16, 16 year old, right? Yeah, the, the new, youngest, the new, the new youngest. Yeah, the new NWSL initiative for under eighteen players, uh, which is a good thing. And I think, <laughs> uh, considering what happened with the last time that the Spirit uh, allowed a player to train who is now no longer on the team, and we won't mention her because she's no longer on on the Spirit. So. That's right. <laughs> we'll talk so about the a- pain of that. But Chloe Ricketts, young player. Um, so we'll see how that works out. I, I'll be curious to see how many games she sees. Uh, you know, I, I've, I guess I haven't looked at where she sort of falls. She was, she was in the USL W. She was in the USL W League or whatever they're calling it there. Yeah. Uh, she, she played there. Uh, she did well. She, she, she was on the score sheet. She was a, a attacking creative player that scored goals. How does that stand? I mean, Olivia Moultrie doesn't is not an every game starter for the Tim uh, for the I always do this for the Thorns, uh, but certainly did not look out of place often uh, when she played before. So we'll see how. You know, you got to have your reasonable expectations when you're playing with adults uh, who are the best in the world. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But, you know, those are the ends. So that uh, you'll notice of those uh, of those names, uh, two of them are uh, professionals who have experience. And then the rest of them are uh, coming out of college with with no professional experience. Leaving the roster, Devin Kerr. Uh, so now uh, Liza Bosselman is the new backup goalkeeper. Uh, and then you lost Kelly O'Hara. You lost Emily Sonnet. Uh, Morgan Goff retired, Ali, uh, Aliyah Martin, Karina Rodriguez, Julia Rotter, Gabby Vincent retired, Avery Collins, and Tanaya Alexander went to France. So that is a lot of experience that went out the door, uh, and also a lot of defenders that went out the door that were not replaced. Uh, and we'll get into we'll get into the solution of what that happened there. But uh, so if you just look at this roster, 
you you know where we ended up last year. We ended up second from bottom, I believe, was the we did not get the wooden spoon, though you would have been certain that we deserved it based on how the season went. But but the <laughs> thank you, NWSL gods, for providing to to not have that happen. Uh there is a question about what this roster is now. And with a new coach coming in, uh, you've had Mark Parsons spoke to district press, spoke to uh, the equalizer, spoken to a lot of folks, had a lot of things to say about where things are, uh, but the, the play style is going to change. Uh, the roster has to be, you know, they have to find solutions from within. And we'll talk about why that is at the, at sort of at the end of this, but Ted, what do you think about the, the moves that you've seen so far? No, you know, I, I don't expect you to be an NCAA women's uh, <laughs> professional watcher, but uh, what what do you what do you see when you see these moves? Um, I mean, it does. I mean, you look at the players that went out. Um, you know, Kareen Alexander, solid defensive depth piece gone. A lot of the depth pieces, Julie Rotter, another solid piece gone. Devin Kerr, obviously a solid backup goalkeeper. Kelly O'Hara, a legend on the U.S. national team. Emily Sonnet. So, you mentioned about the depth gone. The depth is gone. Um, as far and the uh, the sort of senior leadership is gone, um, and I think this team is going to. And, and you talk about how what's been brought up several times is how uh, they are busy trying to fill out defensive pieces, uh, as well as maybe converting some players, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, Tara McKeown, uh, Bailey, and uh, and Ilwell into defensive pieces, um, which I think is an interesting move. Not unheard of. I will be curious to see how it works out. I am I am very nervous about this team, how this team is going to look defensively, uh, considering the amount of how they're sort of trying to shoehorn pieces in. And, and I don't really, I guess, understand it, um, to be fair. Maybe I'll be proven so, wrong. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've tried to come up with some some thoughts about it. I think there, there are a couple different possibilities of why this is the way things are. So uh, you mentioned already, let's, let's address the elephant in the room. They have been moving pieces around the board uh, and, and and trying to fill holes on the roster with players that are already playing. So as you mentioned, Dorian Bailey, uh, Matty Elwell, and Tara McKeown are now defenders. Tara McKeown is not a center back, which is extremely interesting. To yeah. Tara McKeown is also apparently built like a brick house. I don't know if you <laughs> saw the pictures from this last thing. She ha- She is built. She looks like a center back. I don't know if she got this. Uh, we, we interviewed her in the offseason, and she was mentioned that she was still recovering from her uh, stress fracture in her foot. Clearly, it's better. She's playing, um, but she hit the weight room. She she looks ready to compete as a center back. I don't know about the rest of the things, but uh, she also looked like she was going to be a number nine in this league. Yeah, the, uh, when Ashley Hatch was on international duty, she could come in and not skip a beat. She had just, to my eyes, at the end of the season, really started to get the confidence needed in the box uh, to score. But now, due to attrition all over the place in the field. She finds herself playing in defense. And, you know, you, you have to it's always the, the the classic conundrum. I mean, I think if you asked her and, and you said, hey, I'm off the record. No, I'm not going to tell Mark Parsons. I'm not going to tell the team. Where would you see yourself playing? I bet she'd be like, I, I see myself as a forward and attacking player. But it sounds like she's maybe seeing this as an opportunity to get on the field more. Um, and, you know, we, we talk about a lot of players. I, I guess the interesting move from sort of attacker to center back, you, you see players from the wing. All the time, move to wing mm-hmm. back because it's an it's if you have an offensive minded coach, they maybe want that offensive ability, and you can you can sort of teach them the defensive responsibilities. Moving from center back from attacker to a center back is almost unheard of and something you never see. So it feels weird 
apparently she's played there before. So it's not a she played left she played left back and right back in college yeah. at USC. Which again, you know, or depending UCLA. depending on how but depending on how you're playing, uh, is a position where um is a position where if you have an offensive minded coach, they're gonna want to push forward. Those attacking skills come into unless this is a Andy Nahar type position where they're playing a three maybe they will play a three center back with her sort of as a floater to sort of get the ball up the field. That would rule. Create attacks. It'd be an interesting move and certainly something that would be unique in this league. And I, I, I'd be all for it. Maybe that's the plan here. I don't know. that I I, I am holding, I guess, I, I don't see it. I think this team could have done a lot more to sort of solidify um, that back line. And it's, it's very much a concern for me. And I don't like the idea of a person who's played attacking professionally. They're like, oh, yeah, she could play center back. I'm like, excuse me? Like, do you know... <laughs> Two very different positions, um, and those skills don't translate well in my mind. But maybe I'm wrong. I, I, what here's do I know? the thing. the thing for me. You want to say she wants to get on the field more? Okay, that's fine. Uh, that would make sense. Is she the starting center back? No. If she's not the starting center back, she is in the exact same position she was backing up Ashley Hatch, that's true. who misses many many games throughout the season through call ups. So it certainly was going to. And now, and now, if you look, the the team just released an updated roster. Uh, the roster cap was today or the roster deadline was today. Uh, and now they have uh, 11 midfielders and four forwards listed. So only Ashley Hatch, Savannah Coleman, Lena Solano and Trinity Rodman are listed as forwards. And there are now 11 midfielders. So what do you think that it's really possible? Amber Brooks and Sam Staub. My, my bet is that they're going to start to start the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shocked the world. Maybe Terry McKeown, or like you say, maybe it's a three center back system. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't know that that's better for her. This this to me reeks of a move that's about the team and not about what's best for Terry McKeown. And that's, you know, good for her for doing that. I, I, uh, Mark Parsons on those changes, he said, in the defense, I'm excited for you to see some of the progress of established players and the new way of playing. But I'm also excited for you to see some new players that have a- adapted to new positions. It's going to be a, a good journey for everyone. The The challenge here is that we have a new coach. He's a not, a not unknown coach. Certainly NWSL watchers know what a Mark Parsons team uh, will play like theoretically or can play like. Uh, the phrase that he has said in interviews I've seen has just been, we want to be attacking, attacking, attacking off the ball with, with the ball. That doesn't mean a lot to say that. That doesn't really tell you really other than that's just the way they want to position the fact that the they'd like to score more goals. Um, but uh, you know, it's hard to say. Everyone right now is guessing. I, I, I give it. Uh, hey, Spirits had a sort of a season preview, and they were looking at. You know, how do you think this year is going to go? If you've got any guess, it is you are pulling it out <laughs> of space. You are talking about your feelings and hopes and prayers because right now, there you you're you're taking what is essentially the roster last year that was second from bottom, uh, hoping that the players will miss less games due to call ups. But of course, the the World Cup is this season. Yeah. Uh, and you are hoping that magically just changing the coach is going to revert this team to the previous season when there wasn't a lot of changeover. So it's entirely possible. There is a, there's proof positive in this team's history that it can just be, you know, uh, they flip a coin. They're a different team. It's a Jekyll and Hyde situation. It's all about confidence. Who knows? Yeah. And, and thankfully, by the way, um, speaking of absences, I think uh, this wasn't in your rundown, but they uh, just they announced that the CONCACAF Women's Gold Cup will be February and March, which I'm sure everybody in NWSL was breathing a sigh of relief when that was released, <laughs> because it means uh, that they will not miss uh, any minutes. And 
also NWSL on on, on uh, FIFA 23. Maybe I'll play some of that on Thursday when it's released. I think twenty third or twenty eighth, one of those two. I'm not sure. Yeah, twenty. I will also. I also bought FIFA for that purpose. Yes. and then I was annoyed that it was not yet on there. Yeah. So I want the, the the decision to to make all these moves is sort of being cast as a net positive, and about a change in philosophy and style. Uh, but if you look at the 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 incoming and the outgoing and the holes left by expensive and senior players. Uh, Sonnet O'Hara Rotter, even though Sonnet and O'Hara did not play a lot last year due to injury and due to and to international uh, issues, the injury to An- the injury to Anna Halfordy, retirement and release of others, it would seem that the team is in a rock between a rock and a hard place. Well, from a salary cap perspective, from a roster perspective, that's what Mark Parsons alluded to with the Emily Sonnet trade. Everyone thought he had a grudge against her because he traded her previously at Portland. I don't think it's that. I think this team just looks too top heavy. They they restructured their contracts or changed the stri- the contracts from eleven players in the offseason, the players that remained, added years to their deal, gave them fresh three year deals, likely spreading out the the dollar amount over over a longer period, well, maybe giving them a bit more total money, but but, but you know, guarantee a way to do this. Yeah, guarantee. I mean, that's something you could see because a lot of NWCO players operate on one year. We talked. We talked earlier. Um, we talked earlier about uh, Ines Gerana about how she has a one-year contract. That's a very common thing in NWSL. So I think maybe getting here will give you three years for three hundred thousand instead of two years for two. You know, for one hundred and fifty thousand or whatever. But you know, less on the cap, but give us more on the on the back end. So. Parsons also commented about sort of the players that they did bring in and players they chose not to. He said, we could have signed some very good players this offseason, but they were going to be short or medium term players. And we can't make decisions like that right now. Parsons revealed that says salary crunch right now to me. That's saying if you're not if we can't uh, if you're not a young player that we're building around uh, that we can pay (laughs) that we can graduate your pay over time, we can't fit you. Uh, we need to be thinking big picture. We have to win now, and we've got great players already. But long term, we need to get the right player and the right person and invest in them. So I, th- I you know, Mark Mark is doing a lot of, uh, sp- I don't want to call it spin because that's sort of dismissive, but he's doing a lot of expectation setting. He's doing a lot of trying to reframe what this team is going to be. He says it over and over again in this in, in both of these interviews uh, that, that came out this week. I think there's a I think there's a remit from the top saying here's you know here's where we can spend money we're going to spend money there the team is the team that we have uh, they're talented they won they won the cup two years ago uh, at, with pretty much a very similar roster so make it happen Mark and 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 Mark is trying to do his best to say we hear you yeah that's what we'd like to do uh, but I'd also like to preach patience because the way that this team is currently built we have limited things we can do and I mean I think I think. As far as expectations go, where, where do you think, where do you fall in the expectations? Like, wh- wh- what would you consider a successful season for this team? Oh, uh, final four in the playoffs. I'm gonna say- uh, just because, just because I, I will say this: it's not because of what they've done in the off season. Clearly, yeah, uh, it is about the fact that NWSL rosters are chaotic, and it's chaotic from from year to year. Uh, you can go from the top to the bottom easily. Happened with us happen with uh Kansas City. Uh I think that if everything goes right, that's a that's a reasonable outcome. I think uh not well certainly missing the playoffs would it is unacceptable. Right. I think that, that I think that's what you'd have to say that that's that's the that's the bottom line of the of the expectations. What about you? I mean honestly for me it's just make the playoffs. I think that I, I just I, I again I, I will be proven wrong I'm sure about how this roster I just I, I with how bad things looked 
towards the end of last season with the absences, the multiple absences we're still going to have, I think, for the World Cup. And what's going to happen after that? I, I just I see playoffs as my is my standard bearer. And I guess whatever happens then is good. But if they just get back into the playoffs, set yourself up for hopefully next season, maybe some things open up, some things change. Um, you know, maybe you can go out and get some different types of players, build upon what you have uh, for, for next year. Uh, then maybe I'd be a little bit happy, but I mean, also we know the nature of, of NWSL. Uh, I think this team thought they had a window after that championship to maybe become a, a dominant force. And I think they feel like they lost a lost a year. And that's basically what they did. They lost a year of the window. Uh, we're talking the, the Trinity of Washington spirit, which will always be Trinity, Robin, Ashley Sanchez, Ashley hatch. Like those are going to be your top three attacking players uh, heading into this season. And, and, Hopefully for the for the long term future, but we know how NWSL can be. Enjoy enjoy the core four of them and Andy Sullivan. Andy Sullivan obviously has a bit more of a right. tenure, um, but enjoy it. I think that if you look at how the contract situations are are set, they may not be able to stay together on a team that's actually competitive. They may they may have accidentally put themselves in a situation where like, all right. We've got to, we've got, we've got to maybe trade one of these pieces and spread this money around a little bit. We'll, we'll see, um, we'll see. I mean, again, also you look at what in the NWSL, everywhere else around the league, the Washington Spirit are hiring staff. They have a full time training center. Still, a lot more than a lot of other NWSL teams can offer. There, there's, there's numerous stories still out there about other teams that don't have the ability to do that. So I, I have hope that the treatment of the players will be maybe a deciding factor in sort of holding things together and, and sort of creating a, a long-term success for this yeah, team. I, 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 you know, that's I alluded to the fact that that's where you can spend, right? So if you've got, if you're a billionaire and you buy an NWSL roster or an NWSL team, like you can still only spend that 1.6 million or whatever it is. Um, so Michelle Kang is certainly hiring off the field. Don Scott brought in, came in with three, three more trainers and two physical therapists, and there are like sports psychologists. There are, you know, I, I, there are more, I think there was a joke. Mark Parsons said that he's got a bigger staff than Wayne and Wayne could borrow some guys if he wants sometime, uh, which was, which is a hilarious flex. If he'd actually did that, that was very good oh, and true. Um, so, you know, I struggle with this. Like if NWSL is a league of parody. So in, in a, in a situation where you have, a equal generally equal if you're coming from abroad and looking at the nwsl and saying where do i sign and mls a lot of times it's about what city is it like is it in miami or la or new york like that's that's a consideration for the top top but in an nwsl it might be where am i going to be treated like an actual professional uh, like maybe i'm not where i'm coming where i'm from and where I'm, if i'm not one of the top three or four clubs in europe like you're gonna i'm gonna come over here and i'm gonna feel for the first time that I'm a real professional soccer player. And maybe that's why I come here, even though they can only pay me the same a hundred and hundred thousand dollars that any other club in the league can pay me. But at least off the field, I can feel like, all right, I've, I've arrived. This is, this is good. And I, I hope the league, I hope Michelle King's out there pushing owners to increase that South. The shallow cap, by the way, is like 1.9 million is what I saw. If I, if I recall correctly. So 1.9 million, obviously there's allocation money that's being, that can be utilized to buy down contracts, just like an MLS, um, I, I think, I think NWSL needs to, I think, I honestly, I think they need their own, they need their own DP rule. 
I think they need their own designated player rule. I think they need an ability to to at least take some players that off sort of the the overall budget um, and sort of have have an ability to, if they don't want to increase the salary cap significantly, have an ability to have some off budget players that they can bring in. Otherwise, I get I think the whole league is going to fall fall behind. Um, so we'll see. Because um, clubs like like clubs like Club America down in League MX, they don't care. They'll spend they'll spend whatever they'll spend whatever it takes to to have the best players. So, yep, it's a it's a unfortunate legacy of U.S. soccer. Sort of, I think being being scarred by the failures of your past, they're just very very reluctant to to commit to that sort of expansion, and they need to. I mean, yep. if they're talking about the expansion fees that they're talking about, you got to you've got to think about. I mean, I guess you could be to say the same thing about MLS, right? Right. You could say the same thing about that, but the, they just gotta they gotta think about that um, because the the market is expanding. Before it was basically like, where else are you gonna go? You gonna go play in England? Yeah. And now it's like, yeah, I will. That is what I will do. <laughs> That's exactly what I'll do. Yeah. Um. Uh. Next, sort of off the field component, I, we're not gonna spend too much time on this because it's time has passed, and also there's not a lot to say. Uh, a rebrand is in the works, and they're basically in a placeholder situation of still being the Washington spirit, but being black and white and having sort of a, a holographic uh, a crest on their Jersey, which is, I believe actually sewn on for the first time. So that I'm excited about. What are your thoughts about They Also there, they could potentially change the name. They're going to take stakeholder input about it. What do you think about this whole, this whole thing? Do you care? Is it, a, is it, does it matter? <laughs> well, as somebody who developed a podcast name, around yeah please don't change it (laughs) around no but no i get it i get it and i think it's been brought up you know i i think the you know the name about the spirit i think was it was a fan vote i think that chose the name of the spirit i think this was Mm -hmm. talked about on equalizer soccer and the interesting part was how bad the first logo was and then i think a fan stepped in and said i got a better logo for you and they're like yeah that is better uh i hope they paid said developer i hope she wasn't like he or she wasn't like take it for free um, if, if she, if he or she said, yes, take it for free, then all good. But apparently it was fan developed, uh, much better logo than, than what, uh, the, what the owner drew the, the, the thing he drew, right? Yeah. Wasn't that, wasn't oh that the legacy? That was so bad. That was so bad. Uh, such a bad first logo name wise. I mean, it does have a championship associated with it. It does have, you know, a 10 year history associated with it. That history is but... not very good. <laughs> um, very much not very good. Yeah. I'm fine with them changing the name. Oh, I did so well. Um, I'm fine with them changing the name. I think if it, if, if it, as long as they do it well, please don't be DCFC. Please don't be. I doubt it. Washington FC. Something, something unique. Something, something interesting. Um, I don't know. I'd be curious to see what they do with it. I think, I think it's, it, it's an interesting thing. It, you know, it's an interesting uh, boundary to cross for the team. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see. I, I'm curious. I, I guess black and white won't be the colors. Will they keep stick no. with the red and blue? Who knows? But well, yeah, that's the whole thing. It'll be the first non-commanders team. Well, I guess the the Wizards, at some degree, have also played around with the colors. But they they have an open canvas. Do whatever you want. I yeah. mean, apparently Andy Sullivan was asked about it, and it sounds like they're already sort of in development around where they want to go for this. So TBD. I mean, I guess that that uh, I I would have liked to have bought the last home the last year's home jersey on a sale, but I've been informed that there is no dead stock to sell. So it's one jersey, get this jersey. <laughs> well, probably not going to do that. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, we've got a game coming up that we can talk about finally, which is the reason why this pot, I, we will cop to this. It was, it's very hard to do a <laughs> off season edition 
of a Washington Spirit podcast. It's hard to do it for the DC United 2, but we were able, I think, just through sheer grit and determination, make it happen. I think with uh, there's there's sometimes less to talk about, particularly player movement. It was just there aren't a lot of spirit rumors in the uh, in the uh, Guardian to, to tide us over. So, but here we're we're finally here. We'll be back to weekly. We'll be talking about games. Uh, we'll hopefully be more of a presence on the on the midweek uh, presser, so we can get to ask questions and, and make sure that the make sure we know what's going on completely. Uh, but we've got a game coming up this weekend against Oil Rain at Audi Field, as all games will be from now until the heat death of the universe in Washington. But just a little uh, as as much as we can say, based on again no preseason games, <laughs> uh, Oil Rain, you know, report uh, the raining <laughs> raining. Supporters Shield Champions, which is, I didn't realize, an accidental pun. But last year, hilariously, is the one team the Spirit could could match up well against. They, <laughs> drew, they, they drew them 0-0, beat them 2-1 in, uh, in regular season play, and then won on penalties in the Challenge Cup. That, that was so, when, that was the beginning of the year, I think. I was the first game of the year last year, the first regular season game, and we had hope for 20 for the season. And what indeed, we did. <laughs> I remember looking at all those like, well, obviously there's three points there and there's obviously three points there. And blah, blah, blah. Nope. And there wasn't. There wasn't. <laughs> just just against OL Rain, just against a star studded team that uh, that is the OL Rain. Uh, so four two four is the setup They're The way that Laura Harvey sets her team up, uh, which is going to match up against the spirit and absolutely no idea what sort of formation they're playing other than potentially, like we said, three center backs or I, I joked online a, a, a two a two seven. Uh, a two seven two or two seven some sort of situation to make up the fact that they have way too many midfielders. Classic, and not enough the classic two center back. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's a it's a new dynamic for NWSL. Um, stars that attack for OL Reign. I mean, you talk about the spirit, and we do a lot, obviously. Uh, but uh, Jordan Heidema, uh, who is dating Julio Rodriguez, which is cool. So it's a little Seattle power couple. Uh, Bethany Balser, Jeff Fish, uh, Josh Fishlock. Rose Lavelle, Megan Rapino, maybe Tobin Heath. I don't think so. Potentially, I think she's just sort of a free radical right now, not signed to a team. But that is uh, that's very serious. If you look at sort of the goals, all of them scored at least four goals last year. Uh, yeah. The spirit, the spirit would love such uh, <laughs> such equal distribution of goal scoring. They would, it, they would love that that was the case. It's sort of two teams. You look at the, you look at the who the who are the stars on the team? You know, who are the stars on the spirit? We still have Trinity Rodman, Ashley Sanchez, Ashley Hatch in the attack. We're now relying on a lot of younger players. It's sort of a team that is sort of, you know, embracing the spirit for better or worse, you know, are embracing youth, maybe with the exception of Andy Sullivan. Um, even though she's still, who is still not old, no, still not old, <laughs> but compared to some of the players we're bringing in, yep. um, certainly, certainly on the older side of that. And, uh, and you have the team in the, in all rain that has just said, we're going to continue to rely on Megan Rapino, uh, who's, uh, believe mid thirties, I want to say at this point, uh, Jess Fischlock has been around the league forever. Uh, Rose Lavelle, of course, we all know. Remember Rose Lavelle? She's now a veteran. Uh, she's no longer a young, exciting player. She's now a veteran. So just, just, and you talk about Tobin Heath. Who knows what her status is? Just a team that's relying on veterans, relying, relying on um, proven players, and we're kind of going with the, with the youth. So it's sort of a, it's, it's different styles in, in that avenue. I think we're going to see this week. So interesting, it's interesting to see which team is more successful this year. Um, we, we just assume it, I would give up dominating in the rain to have more than a couple wins. So <laughs> at least three wins, price, Can we get three wins this year. I think that would be, right. that would be good. So just how they might line up 
uh, Tullis Joyce, who uh, had a very good season last year. Uh, Sophia Huerta, who has had a great run uh, in the U.S. team. Uh, Alana Cook, Sam Hyatt, Lou Barnes uh, make out the rest of the defenders. Uh, Quinn, Nikki Stanton, Rose Lavelle in midfield, Bethany Balser, Megan Rapino, and Jordan Heidema. Uh, that's a that's a tough team. I don't even I uh, I refuse to do a spirit one of this. <laughs> There's no point in telling you the 11 players we think are going to start because we literally cannot know. Other I, than to say that Andy Sullivan, Ashley Hatch, it's, it, uh, <laughs> you can name some, but you can't name them all. You can't say what they're going to be. I mean, honestly, you know, you, you know, probably Andy Sullivan's going to be center midfield. You know, it's going to be in theory Trinity Rodman, Ashley Sanchez out on the out on the wide. Maybe Ashley Sanchez tucks in a little bit more because she's more of a creative player rather than a pure winger. And then you're probably going to have Ashley Hatch starting in goal. Those are your. Four best players and leaders. Actually, Ash will be <laughs> actually uh, Aubrey Kingsbury will be in goal. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah. There so we that, go. I think that that <laughs> I think I think that that's that's some of it. Yeah, I think that the defense is an open question. Who's going to partner with uh, Andy Sullivan's an open question. Probably, I would say Amber Brooks, Sam Staub. Um, maybe, maybe, or it could be probably, Tara McKeown, the, the the converted. I, I think we're going to expectations. So I think we know. I think we have a general idea. It's just kind of who fills in maybe spots like seven through 11 is maybe the biggest question mark for this team. So we'll see. So that's a third of the starting line. Yeah, basically we are, we are just, we are just throwing our <laughs> hands week out. Like, I don't know. No so what's in that spirit, let's make a prediction for how we think this weekend is going to go again in the world of, we have no idea. I, if you get this right, by the way, if you get this right and get the goal scorers, right, you win uh a kindred spirit t-shirt <laughs> on, on our own on our own staff here that's that's how we're gonna do it uh, such a thing exists i own one i have i have one you can buy one at rfk refugees.com slash store um how do you think it's gonna go on sunday uh two one and i say hatch with hatch and uh rodman with with the goals i think it's a it's a repeat of the home opener last week i have two one going the other direction really I do. I so I I think I think this because the spirit are going to go a little bit nuts with the lineup. I think there's an opportunity where I betting Laura Harvey is like I don't know what to tell you. Preparation wise, I have Good no luck, no Laura. idea, no idea what to expect from this team. I know you'll need to. I, I know everything I'm telling you. You probably already know. I have no other analysis to really offer you. Let's see how the first 15 minutes go, and maybe I make an adjustment. Um, I think that's really so. I think I think the spirit could. A surprise. It sounds like Mark Parsons has some surprises in order. So I think he's intending to. I think he's trying. It's like a, this is like a sleeper car that he's trying to roll out on the track. It's like, oh wow, this uh, this VW Bug is extremely fast. And I will say, and I will say, if there was any other, if this, we know Mark Parsons. You know, regardless of what people think about him, he is a long term, long time coach. He's had success. I I think from that perspective on him. Uh, you, you look at it from you kind of have to sort of trust in him a little bit. If this was any other coach, this was like a brand new coach trying this. You would be you would be very much reaching for the panic button at week one. Like what is going on here? So that is what that is what uh, hiring an experienced and and and, you know, known quantity gets Michelle Kang gets a little bit of patience. You would the fans listeners of this show and people on Twitter uh, are not those folk. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have the patience, but other but other people do, and they're going to say how this is going to go. There's going to be a lot of people saying, "Where's Kelly O'Hara on week one?" I got to, I got to tell you this as a, as a long as being in the soccer quote unquote media, go sit in the cheap seats before a game and listen to the conversations of the people around you. Uh, 
they will ask about where is this player that has been gone for a season and a half. You're, the, the level of attention you pay is not the level of attention the average fan pays. So keep that in mind, podcast listener. So yeah. they're, they're going to be a bit more calm about it things until they find out that Kelly Harris is on the team anymore. Then maybe not. Yep. Two one two either way. That's either the way, way we're covering it. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how it goes. I, I still think I think the spirit I think at home home opener. They're going to want to get on the right foot. I, I think they, they pick it up. Uh, I hope so. All right, folks, I think it's going to do it. Uh, go by FIFA, download the NWSL patch. Uh, if anything, to send a message to the people at Sports Interactive uh, that this podcast host really wants to manage the Washington spirit of football manager <laughs> and prove I can do a better job at managing the spirit than Mark Parsons. I already know I can do a better job than Wayne Rooney. I won my first five games. I need that over Mark Parsons. So please buy it and uh, talk about how awesome it is. And maybe you'll kick the butts at somebody at Sports Interactive to get it done. So. And then after supporting a large, a large multi conglomerate <laughs> EA sports, uh, consider us supporting the show on patreon.com slash RFK refugees, uh, and leaving sure. a, leaving a review of this podcast on whatever you listen to podcasts on. That would be great also. So do both of those things. Do both of those things. Do it. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Regular spirit podcast coming. So vamos. Go to games. Go to games. Yes, Audi Field. We forgot to mention all games at Audi Field. I just said it. I said it. I'll, I'll see it. you there. I'll see. I'll you be there. walking. I'll be walking around with my sling. I hope to see you there. I'll see you there, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> uh, that was good.